This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Thursday and Hello. welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Toki, yeah, joined as always by the man to my left, Big Pokey. Yeah, I am. Also known as Shane Diefenbach. El Poker. El Poker, if you yeah. will. Shane, Camp T's back today. Yeah, it is. It looks really nice out there. It does. It I looks wish I was there right beautiful. now. We're going to talk a little bit about Camp Tantazona a little bit later on in the show. Also, if you haven't seen it, Former Arizona State defensive coordinator Phil Bennett had some really interesting things to say over the course of the last couple of days about ASU, the administration, and the program. So that'll be on deck as well. But going to start things off with the man of the hour, Rob Bro from the Gambling Gauchos podcast. Rob, thanks for hopping on today, man. Hey, how you doing, boys? Fan. Why does he get to be the man of the hour? Well, you're the man of every hour. Hmm. He's That's the man fair. of that one hour that we have right now. Oh. That's him. Well, but he's he won't be here the whole show. No, but okay, the, the man of fifteen. I don't know what, what, what do you want from me. No, that's what fine. do you want from the Rob? man of a quarter hour? That's okay, cool. the man, the man of the quarter hour. How about that? That works. <laughs> yeah, that, that works, works for, for you. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness, uh, Rob. First and foremost, you guys cover Texas Tech. Uh, great, great social media presence that you guys have. I was just curious when you heard the news that Arizona State was going to be one of those Pac-12 schools that was going to be hopping over and joining the Big 12 starting in 2024, just what your initial perception of that was? Man, two years ago, when Texas and Oklahoma first left the Big 12, I thought, hey, let's go get the four corner schools. Like Arizona, Arizona State, that's the prize. Colorado, Utah. And you kind of get to know the Utah people, and it's like, okay, maybe not Utah, but (laughs) four corner schools and somebody else. And then obviously you didn't go that way, but I feel like we're two years down the road and that's kind of what I thought was going to happen initially with the bonus of BYU and Houston and UCF and Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned one of those four corner schools. Uh, My co-host Anthony really likes one of them in Colorado. He's obsessed with just what the program is doing. Big fan (laughs) of Deion Sanders. What do you guys think that Colorado is bringing? Obviously from a football perspective, it may not be much yet, but just from a pure, you know, eyes on TV. Yeah, I mean, the Denver area, I guess, but you don't really own it because the Broncos are there. And I'm a big uh, TV markets don't matter in college football anymore. It's brand recognition. And I think they have some brand recognition. I think Deion Sanders is a lot of part of that. Um, Initially, how long will he stay? If he's successful, he won't stay long because he'll go off to another position, but they'll be able to get a new guy in there. So I think if you're a big 12 fan, you want Dion to be successful to raise the status of the program. But 
Yeah, I think it's another great road trip. Uh, I did watch you guys' road trip list, so we don't have to talk about that if y'all don't oh, want to. No, <laughs> we will. We will. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, just goodness. No, oh, my goodness. And then, but I do think Colorado is a good ad, and I, I appreciated that they were first, that they started the dominoes, and I think they'll be looked after all that. You also get the big eight rivalries back with Iowa State and Kansas, and there's some history there. You have the big 12 rivalries as well even though I hated Colorado when they were in the big 12 mm-hmm. because they Texas tech in 07. And it was like their worst team ever. And one of our good, better teams. So, I mean, obviously you guys are really engulfed in everything that is Texas tech specifically as it relates to football. So for any Arizona state fans, or I guess just any fan uh, of a program now joining the big 12, what do they need to know about the current state of Texas tech? Uh, the run defense has gotten better. Since uh, Kalen Balage, <laughs> uh, you have a new head coach in Joey McGuire. He's been recruiting well. Um, he's a Texas high school coach, so you kind of have that feel for the program right now. Um, not in a negative way, but it is kind of run like a high school program. So you have a lot of family and uh, culture and effort, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that you talk about. They're the hardest working, toughest, most competitive team in the country, he likes to say. So that's the brand right now. Uh, but you've been known as an offensive school for so long, and you still have Zach Kitley, who was at Western Kentucky with Bailey Zappi when he set all those records. But defensively, I think Texas Tech is getting an identity as well with Tim DeRuiter, and you're kind of focused more on running the ball and playing defense and all those kind of old-school football things that Texas Tech fans have been waiting for. Now, you still want to score 40 or 50 and have a 50-burger every once in a while, but uh, Texas Tech fans were so long used to scoring 50 and losing. Uh, it, it'll be nice to maybe score 50 and hold the opponent to, I don't know, 30. Of course, the new Big 12 is not quite what it was yeah. uh, in the middle of the 2000s. Well, speaking of the Big 12 as a whole, just for ASU fans that really don't know much, and clearly we don't we don't know much, uh, looking back at the road trip list, but <laughs> could you just give some ASU fans maybe a cheat sheet on some schools, some some things that you need to know if you're a Big Twelve fan? Well, you know what's crazy is by the time ASU is here, we're gonna have eight new schools and eight old schools. Yeah. So it's gonna be a, a brand new experience for everybody. Um, I have been to several Big Twelve cities. I've never been to Stillwater. I don't want to go to Stillwater. <laughs> um, Morgantown is a beautiful place. Fort Worth uh, has a rich history. They, they're where the West begins. They're in Fort Worth, and you get the DFW market as well there in Fort Worth. Um, but the Big 12 is so much more about stadium experience and game experience, and you're not going to a college town for vacation. You're not going to go to Ames in September just for like the wine country, mm-hmm. right? It, it's about going to the game. It's about experiencing the game. It's about Jack Trice stadium. It's about walking the pedestrian bridge. Um, everything that Iowa state is proud of. It's about drinking 32 beers over the weekend. Uh, and they're all aims appropriated now. <laughs> and I think they have a vodka now too. So, yeah. um, it, it, it's about the experience of the city, their college towns, Uh, You know, you're adding Orlando too, but that's kind of the one big city you're just going to experience the city instead of going to experience the 
the college vibes, right? Because Lubbock, nobody's coming to Lubbock on vacation. I understand that. But to experience the game day atmosphere, I think is is a lot more appropriate in the Big 12 than maybe some other conferences. Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to Lubbock on vacation, Shane. So, so let, I mean, let, <laughs> let, let's hop, let's hop into. It. We talked about a lot about geography. Uh, Totri and I broke down our road trips very differently. You know, yeah. I was looking at it as more of a experience as a whole, not just for not just because I'm not flying into the football stadium and sleeping. Well, no there. shit. Like <laughs> so, so I was. That, that's the way I was going about it. Sure. Let's talk about. I, I, I know the tradition. And I know. I, I know what you know how serious and, and much different the fan base is at Texas Tech than it is in Arizona State. But just kind of sell me on Lubbock as a whole. Like, like not even the game day experience. Okay. Let's talk about like a weekend there. If they're, if they're playing on Saturday, what am I doing on Friday night? Okay, you're going to laugh, but Lubbock has one of the richest wine countries in the world. <laughs> uh, let, huh, listen, let's go. Listen, Google it. Google I believe it. it. Texas is one of the richest wine countries in the world. Uh, richest is in they they have a lot of wineries here locally you can do some wine tastings um they have a few restaurants now like in the last 10 years you're much different in lubbock than it was 10 years ago okay you've had some growth you've had some rich cultural growth i think in lubbock so if you're experiencing lubbock from like 2012 and your buddy's talking about it and it's like that was a sh the shithole or whatever it's not quite that anymore you have some nice restaurants, the Nicolette. You have the Cotton Court Hotel. If you want to come down, it's a really nice hotel. Um, you can stay in a few others, but it's not like we have just a bunch of Super 8s and La Quintas. <laughs> like you have some nice hotels as well with the Cotton Court, I already said. Um, the, the arts and music in Lubbock are much better than they were 10 years ago. If you want to come down for a nice Texas country show, go to the Blue Light. Um, I, I, I could say more. But I think Lubbock gets a really bad rap, especially if you Google Lubbock. It'll come up from 10 years ago, the most boring city <laughs> in the world. I think you probably mentioned that on the show. But it is a much, much richer history than it was even 10 years ago. You go to the Buddy Holly Museum. So you got to cut Lubbock some slack. Hey, hey I, I, when I Googled it, I didn't, I didn't Google any articles or anything. I just saw a picture. I just saw a picture and I threw it up there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna debate that Lubbock is a flat, dry, dusty oasis, okay? But you can drive three hours in any direction and it's only Lubbock. Mm -hmm. Like we're out, we're isolated. Uh if you're here, you like it. If you're somewhere else, you probably don't. But can I can <laughs> I propose very, something? Uh, very proud oh god. Can I propose something to the city sure. of Lubbock? Change yep. the name. Change the name. I think that, that has a you're saying it leaves a bad taste in my okay, mouth. Okay, what are you Lubbock? What are you changing it to? I, something I don't know. It's harsh. It feels Lubbock. like a, harsher than Stillwater. Well, Stillwater just like Sounds Stillwater's gross. like descriptive. I'm just talking about the frenetic pronunciation of the word Lubbock. I don't Rob, know. Rob, you got any ideas? You're giving it a tick at the end. Yeah, which I think oh, it's Lubbock. Lubbock. Okay. Lubbock. See, there we go. That's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, See, so you've just been saying not, it wrong the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it, you've got the ick in there, which I think is a bad thing. Uh -huh. but Lubbock, yeah. Huh. The more you know. The more, the you, more know. you know. See? Uh, I do want to get back on track in terms of just like the conference realignment discussion because this is obviously something that Big 12 fans are used to with Texas, Oklahoma. The Pac-12 was used to with USC and then UCLA, and then it kind of slowed down before – the 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 domino fell with Colorado. Just what are your thoughts in the the way that college athletics 
is kind of moving toward eventually what's probably going to be two major conferences at some point. Yeah, I don't like that direction. Um, obviously, I like the new Big 12, but I want everything to stop. I, I don't want the ACC to be pillaged. If it, it makes sense mathematically here to have four major conferences. Um, I liked the Power Five. I, I, don't, I wasn't one of those guys that was wishing death on the Pac-12 as much as the Pac-12 was just not doing anything, yeah. in my opinion. Right? I, you guys know. You were yeah. sitting there watching it. So if the ACC is going to be proactive, I don't know about adding Stal, uh, what, what were they calling it? Stalford? Cal and Stanford. Yeah, Stalford. That would be awesome. And then uh, SMU, which SMU is trying to go for free. Yeah. Um, I just want it to all stop. I I like the ACC where it is. I like the Big 12 where it is. I like the Big 10 where it is now. I like the SEC where it is. I think four conferences make sense. Obviously, self-preservation if I'm a Big 12 fan. Uh, I don't want to go the way of the Pac-12 here. But uh, I think as long as these four conferences are proactive – and work together, then I do understand that. But if you do go to two conferences and the money is all the same, like does ESPN want to do that? Yeah. Does ESPN want to cancel what they're doing in the ACC paying teams 30 mil and the Big 12 when they're paying teams 30 mil when they could pay everybody 60, everybody 70, 80? I, I just don't think that makes sense long term. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and with the four conferences, I mean, the one area that's kind of being left out of, of this that it's closer to home than most is, is the West Coast. Yeah. There's just isn't a West Coast conference, and that's being completely threatened right now. And that's why I propose. Oh, God. What am I going to propose? College football Pangea. Give me just everything, squish it together. And it, it, we're getting closer to that. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be something. Of that nature here soon, yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's what it comes to. But as you said, we just we don't know what the TV rights deals are going to look like, and I've, we've talked about this a ton. But just the money factor and where th there is no prime ruler of of a one, two, three conference. They're, everyone's going to want their hand in the cookie jar. So it is, it is a hard thing to 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 come to terms with. Yeah. What's even funnier is if you do go to two conferences and everyone comes together you're just going to have the big 10 west which is the pac-12 yeah exactly we're, we're back to exactly where we were yeah. yeah absolutely we got glenn in the chat asking who do you think is the biggest threat to win in football from the old pack um who i mean I guess who, who do you think is going to win like early uh utah and yeah. then when the head coach retires anyone else mm. <laughs> can't I wait like for winning him to go somewhere else I like how Arizona's recruiting um, long-term. I don't know how that affects. I don't think Arizona is going to be competitive in football in the next five years. Yeah. Um, Arizona State has had some success, but I feel like early on, Utah would be the threat to win early, even though I, I think Utah is going to – I think Utah is going to be a little bit uh, awakened as they come in, but – I think they'll be fine early. Are if you? I, if I had to pick one of the four. Are you putting any stock into Colorado at all, winning games in the in the Big Twelve? Um, no. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. I would like to see their final year in the Pac-12. I think this is going to be one of the best Pac-12 football years of all time. I, 
It I'm is. I'm really excited for this year of Pac-12. Obviously, you get everybody playing each other for the last time, pretty much, uh, except for the teams going to the same conferences. So you got some good crossover there. Um, and there's just a bunch of good players and teams. And it doesn't feel like the Pac-12's been if, – if the Pac-12 was like this five years ago, would they have broken up? Because the Pac-12 yeah. went through a pretty rough stretch where a lot of teams were bad, but it doesn't feel that way this year. Yeah, it feels like the sexiest conference in terms of quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, oh they, yeah, they they just have the most up end talent, and it's it's funny too. It the the Pac-12 championship is like obviously you want to win it every year, but this year feels like it's the most desirable one. Yeah, getting the last of anything is great. The last you know cookie at a table, fantastic. The last Pac-12 championship, give me it. And the team that might win the Pac-12 championship might be the one that gets left behind in Oregon yeah, State as well. Oregon State. Gosh. It's definitely going to be an exciting season, I think, just in terms of college football in general. I, and maybe this is just me, like at every point when we hit early August, it's just like you're itching. I'm, I'm tired of baseball at this point. I'm tired of watching reruns. Like I, I need some some college football, and I think we're getting it, and you brought it up. There is just so many great, great final games that I think you are going to get in the Pac-12. And then I think moving forward to look at some of these schedules, even in Arizona State in week two, they've got Oklahoma State. I think that's something that fans of both sides can really look forward to down the line because it's it's obviously not going to be the start of a rivalry, but I think this is a chance for for fans and really these programs to start getting accustomed to seeing each other. Yeah. Well, what, one final question for you. What is your most desirable destination to travel to out of the new eight teams that are coming into the Big 12? Um, so that's a good question. I, I like Denver. I would, I would go to Boulder. Um, that would be one of my top ones, especially the new coming in. I don't care to go to Disney. Uh, I don't think Orlando would be high on my list. Um, as far as just pure football, I like to go to Provo. Mm -hmm. uh, that seems like a fun atmosphere. Um, don't really care to go to Salt Lake City, but I hear that's pretty cool too. And then obviously the Arizona schools. I, I'm a big Arizona guy. People don't like the heat, but I, I would prefer the heat to the cold. So give me a nice oh, November, crisp November evening there in Arizona. Absolutely. Rob, thank you so much again for hopping on. Everybody can follow them over at Gambling Gauchos on social media. Rob, obviously you guys are going to be the first ones we call when we see Arizona State versus Texas Tech in the future, man. Absolutely. Come on down to Lubbock. <laughs> I will. I promise. I will. And I will give a different review. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Have a good one, Rob. See you guys. Oh, man. That was that was really, really, really good. Uh, I, I think it gives a little bit of a perspective as to, A, how the Big 12 views Arizona State coming in. And it's nice to see that, like, all these other conferences were kind of looking at the Pac-12 in the same way of just like, uh, are they going to do anything? It's a meme with the stick. It's like, yeah, do, do something. something. Come on, do something. Did you read any of the athletic article they dropped today? Uh, I read part of it. Holy schnish. Um There is a lot of details in there, including a deadline that they set for for George. Basically like, hey, George, July 31st, you got to tell us what we're doing. <laughs> and apparently... They had five different media rights holders in on the same deal before Colorado left, one of them being Amazon. Uh, check that story out. That is one of the craziest things. And we'll, and we'll get in more into that tomorrow or Monday. But still, it's 
Check that. Check the article out. It's wild. That is pretty wild. Guys, before we move on to our discussion about Camp T and then Phil Bennett later on, I want to tell you guys a little bit about our friends over at Pins and Aces. If you didn't know, they're the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. They have some great polos. They're affordable and they are super, super comfy, uh, especially if you're out here in Arizona. Rob was talking about it. It's hot as hell out here okay so when you've got your pins and aces polo on it's breathable it's refreshing and like i said it is affordable as I well i got a tea time next sunday do you mm-hmm. thanks for the invite appreciate that well it's i i didn't i didn't book it oh it's, but you've got a tea time yeah it's with my other friends your other friends yeah, wow Wow. No, don't apologize. Don't apologize. I'm not mad. Just disappointed. Yeah. Guys, they've got hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. Again, that's pinsandaces.com. You ever want to get high, but you don't want to, you're, maybe you're like too full because you just ate a ton or maybe, that's fair. or maybe like your, your throat hurts. Or you just don't want to get really high. So you don't want to smoke or you just don't want to be super high. Maybe you just want a wink yeah. of, of THC. Well, guys, we got that for you. And it comes in either two and a half or five milligram cams and it's wink, baby. Uh, it is balanced, light, social, and bubbly enough. To work the room bubbly enough to keep your wits. I saw that and I'm like, that's the greatest description yeah. of it possible. Yeah. Um, what, well, what is it you might ask? Well, it tastes exactly like your favorite fresh seltzer. Um, and that's what it is. It's a seltzer plus THC. It's just a wink of THC. Um, look for a wink at all Sunday Goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. They're now in 12 states worldwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others. To find the fastest way to get your hands on one, go to drinkwink.com. That's drinkwynk.com. Jose in the chat, oh, quit your whining. It'll be fall soon. Jose, I'm going to continue whining because yeah, that's I, what I do best. Uh, I thought you were going to say, Jose, I'm going to continue whining because I am a baby. I am, wah, I am whining. Wah, wah, I am a baby. <laughs> there we go. Let's talk about Camp T. Let's talk about Camp T. Camp T is back. Kenny and the boys are up at Camp Tantazona. Uh, today was the first Probably day up of to practice. No good. You think they're up to no good? Yeah. Did, uh, there's going to be a lot of hijinks up there. A lot of hijinks and shenanigans. A lot of shenanigans. There might have been shenanigans yesterday. So Kenny was talking about it. And you know the whole thing about, obviously, the, the players going to be without their phones. Didn't want that. And then it started pouring down rain yesterday. Rain and hail. And he's like, well, that didn't last because the players all had their phones and they were taking photos yeah. and videos of the storm and stuff. Uh, and then they had campfires that they were supposed to do last night. That got canceled because it started raining again. And then Kenny said the players got into some shenanigans over in the, the cafeteria. They were playing a bunch of like random weird games. Uh, so I don't know. But I haven't had a campfire in so long. It's such a vibe. Campfires are such a vibe. And I feel like except when you're like downwind of one, and then it just like smoke in your eyes. Yeah, that's that like good. one of the worst things ever. But that also can be one of the best things ever. Yeah, that's fair. Just I th- I think that environment, and this is something that that Kenny and just the football program as a whole, I think, are really trying to lean on in terms of a, a cornerstone of Arizona State football moving forward. We know how important of a tradition Camp Tantazona was for Arizona State in the past, right? And then obviously it went on a little bit of a hiatus, but it coming back, I feel like is Kenny's way of getting Arizona State back in terms of a a notable brand, right? Because you have to sell something, I feel like, in terms of a tradition. There are so many college football programs out there that have even the smallest traditions do a little something, 
right? And if you don't have the the rich, rich history that some of these programs do, then I think you are left to, to either figure out a tradition or bring back one from the dead. And not to say Camp T was dead, it's just they hadn't done it in such a long time. I think that's why there's so much excitement around it. Yeah, right well, and the excitement can, it's like you you were, something was taken away from you and then you got to see someone else enjoy it and you weren't allowed to go. Last year they went up for a day yeah. and we weren't allowed to go. Yeah. That sucked. So yeah, it's really exciting. And like you can see the excitement out there. Way more media today than I thought there was going to be making the trip for a Thursday morning practice all the way up there. I mean, the weather's beautiful. It's just looks so nice out there with all the Drew Pine trees and oh, it's all the Drew Pine trees. It looks amazing. Well, if you haven't seen any of the photos, these are uh, courtesy of the one, the only Brad Denny. Uh, this is what it looked like this morning over at Camp T. And yeah, to echo what you were saying, Shane, it's just absolutely beautiful out there. And I was talking to, to Sean about this the other day. It's just like, if you haven't ever been to Camp T, then it, it's like, it's tough to explain, man, because it quite it's literally just a football field in the middle of the woods and there's cabins and That's not hard to explain. Well, it's imagine it's, it's a, hard imagine, to, imagine it's, a, I feel like it's hard to picture. Imagine it well here, let me here, let me paint a picture for somebody oh, okay, who okay. hasn't seen it. Let me close my eyes. Yeah. Imagine a a bunch of pine trees mm-hmm. and then you walk into a clearing and there's a football field there. That's what Camp T looks like. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I stand corrected. You did a pretty good damn job of that. Um, that was The weather solid. tomorrow morning for the start of practice will be 80 degrees. Oh, that is beautiful. And sunny. That is so beautiful because it has been so hot. Actually, it'll be Tempe. like 77. Oh. No, it'll be like 75. Wow. One thing that I think is really, really cool is the fact that the coaches now are staying in the cabins. Yeah, that's so Kenny. That is the most Kenny thing. Oh, absolutely. I love it. I could totally see where the, like, the coaches are just like, yeah, like this is all for the players, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And Kenny's like, nah, we're all staying in the cabins. Like yep. this is this really is going to be a time um, where they bond and they build something that hopefully carries over to the field and you see that moving forward. I think it's also going to be a really crucial time for some of these position battles, right? You look at where we're standing um, and, and it's a huge time. And we do have some breaking news right now. Not good breaking news. Oh, um, from Chris Cartman here. And let's see. The NCAA has denied ASU wide receiver Jake Smith's appeal to play the season as a second-time transfer yeah. before graduating, despite the fact that he was declared a medical non-counter at USC due to a foot injury. He wouldn't have even been allowed to play again at USC, so he had to transfer. That's tough. That is really, really, really tough that Jake Smith is not going to get the chance to play at Arizona State this season because uh, he has looked pretty damn good in fall camp. So that is that is really tough. And I think at this point, if you're an ASU fan, uh, you just kind of have to bite the bullet on that and hope that it goes differently for Xavier yeah, Alford. Yeah, I was going to say, this one sucks, but it would not suck as much as Alford. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Alford is a guy that would really help playmaking on the defensive side of the ball. There's, there's a lot of depth in the receiver room. So this isn't a huge blow. It sucks for Jake, but it, it is not, yeah. yeah, to your point. There are a lot of bodies in that like, wide receiver. If this is a regular college football team, this is a huge blow. But since this team is so deep at receiver, it's it's not the worst thing. It sucks, but it's not the worst thing. Yeah. Xavier now, Alford will be a starter if he gets cleared. Now, that being said, this doesn't look good for X either. No. No. It doesn't look good for Alford. It doesn't. But again, in like... Ugh, that's, I mean, I don't know, man. That's just that's just a really tough scenario to have to deal with. Um, and I don't know, Glenn in the chat, NCAA being NCAA again. That's, I mean, it is kind of what they do, right? This is 
I guess these are the rules and this is kind of the, the way that they want to do it. Uh, so that does suck, but we'll stay uh, locked in and see if anything else comes across in terms of Xavier Alford. Uh, just getting back to the, the Camp T conversation in terms of tradition and the importance of it, right? Like as a selling point, I think there are programs that are able to go in and they're able to sell you on what they do in terms of, okay, again, Notre Dame football, for example, we know what they are in terms of history, tradition, and, and that really speaks for itself. That is so much of the, the Notre Dame brand. And I feel like we've talked at lengths before about Kenny Dillingham trying to build something here. And I feel like one of the key pieces to building a lasting impression or a lasting football program is having tradition like this, is having something like Camp T that fans, players, recruits, families can look forward to down the line. I mean, good coaches also just do things that you're like, yeah, it's a no-brainer. But like, it's not a no-brainer to a lot of people. Like, this is this should have been something that has always been in the rotation. Like, regardless of if you know you have to renovate X or Y and Z, there you got to get it done because this is such a great thing. It's one of ASU's few traditions that they have, uh, and it's super unique. Uh, yeah, it. You, when you have a good coach, a good owner, a good whatever in sports, like a lot of the what they do good are things that you're like, duh, of course, why wouldn't you do that? But again, they're like, it. it's not as easy as it seems sometimes. So, yeah, this is, I mean, we expected him to do this and it just, I'm really excited to get out there and, and experience it for myself what A.K. Dillingham led camp t looks like yeah and i think the another really cool aspect of it is we were at we were at kenny's introductory press conference and at a certain point nap lawrence a booster had got up and committed a million dollars to the football program and, and nap was out at, at camp t today kenny was talking about we wouldn't have a football team without nap lawrence giving a million dollars in nil uh, he said quote that dude is so valuable to the program is anybody on the field i called him the other day and said come out on the field do whatever you want without you we don't have a team uh, and I think that's just that, again, just kind of goes to show a the type of person that Kenny Dillingham is and the product that he's selling. Right. Nobody just stands up and gives you a million dollars if they don't believe in what you're trying to yeah. build. And I think that is a, a really cool thing because I didn't see anybody get up and donate a million dollars to Herm. I didn't see anybody get up and give a million dollars to Todd Graham. Uh, and they had their moments, too. So I, I think certainly there is reason to be excited if you're an Arizona State fan. And if, again, if you haven't been up to Camp T before or... Get up there on Saturday. Or if you, even if you have, go check it out. It is a lot of fun. The weather's supposed to be great. Um, it's 110 plus here on Saturday. Or maybe it's less than 110. But it's hot as hell here on Saturday. It's not hot as hell there. Yeah. Um, plus, that area is just so great. Like, go get some lunch. Like, sit out. Get your toes out. Let your toes get some air beautiful let the there. dogs breathe let the dogs breathe man it does also hey if you if you want to take your dog outside go take it up to camp t don't go run in the mountain put yeah, some boots on yeah. that thing yeah that's crazy that's crazy uh brandon chat can't believe i missed the gauchos There's definitely a great feature feature on youtube where you can rewind yeah you can rewind or you can listen to the podcast mm -hmm. wherever you get your podcast and he's the first 15 minutes he was great uh hopefully we'll have him on in the future uh, getting back to to Camp T, and I, I had brought up kind of ironically the how the importance of Camp T in terms of some of these position battles, and then the Jake Smith news broke. Uh, sucks because he was really competing to be mm -hmm. a a not necessarily a starter. It didn't look, at least in the way that he was getting uh, moved in the rotation, but it, it looked certainly like he was going to be a real contributor along with Geo Sanders, Melquan Stovall, uh, Troy O'Meara, etc. So I think what that does 
um, at least at that position, is I think all eyes now go to Gio and Melquan as the potential three. Uh, just until Jordan Tyson works his way back. I am really interested to see when he gets back where he is in this offense. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to like make it back that soon. And if he does, I don't know if it's going to be soon enough to get him constant playing time yeah. in this, um, in the rotation. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, they got a lot of pieces. Like the, You don't need to be a receiver to be the wide receiver three in this offense. You yeah. can be like a kicker and kind of run some fake thing where you're allowed to kick the ball. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's just kind of what he does. He, 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 obviously not to that extent, but you know, we could see Jalen Conyer line up at the three. We could see uh, Bryce Pierre. We, we could see Bryce Pierre line up at DB. Did you see that clip today? Yeah, I did see that clip Lockdown. Today. He was Lockdown like, BP 13. It's, it's look, it's exciting. I think you're going to learn a lot about the quarterback battle here too. Um, I know it was a joke with, with the whole Drew Pine having really good, a really good camp tee, uh, but he had a really good day one from everything that I saw and watched. So that quarterback competition is starting to heat up. And I know last week, uh, this is really before Drew had strung together some really solid practices. Trenton Borgay felt like the favorite right now. Um, oh. Right now, I'm going to say it looks, I, in my personal opinion, oh my it, it looks like Drew Pine may have a slight you edge. You are such a, it looks first like of all, have a slight edge, first man. of all, I didn't want to say it. I wanted to stand my ground. First of all, you love the Irish. This has nothing to do with that. Well, who says I love the Irish? You you brought up Notre Dame like t- t- five minutes ago. Second of all, it's second of all, experience. recency bias. Let's just no. You're right, okay. and that's where I was trying to level myself. I had okay. this conversation with myself on the toilet yesterday. Oh. I was like, "Well, no, I'm just trying to paint a picture." Just well, like you I do. don't need <laughs> that picture. Nobody needs that picture. Okay, well, please in, scrub our memory. In my where bed, are the men in, the in black kitchen, when you need them? Wherever, wherever, wherever. Um, yeah, no, I think Drew Pine is he's at least won the last couple of days. So that is where I'm trying to kind of like level so that myself out. All American. No, I didn't say that. Just, Heisman, just Heisman winner, Drew Pine. Yeah. No, this is why I'm trying to level myself out a little bit in terms of like understanding that Trent Borgay, it felt like he won the entirety of spring and he had some really solid days leading up to what Drew Pine has done, uh, at least in the last handful. So the quarterback competition, I think it is definitely going to continue to be a talking point yeah. for ASU. Glenn also brings it up. It's probably going to be packed on Saturday, like the most packed it's been because of what Kenny has done um so if you're there friday i'm gonna be there tomorrow if you're there saturday we're all gonna be there on saturday so come say hello um my dms are open yeah glenn asked a question that i don't know the answer to but shane might uh does jake smith go to d1 AA so he can play Hmm. or does he stick around and play next year if he has eligibility nobody knows the answer to that unless you're jake smith or somebody that's really close to Jake Smith and I bet you Jake Smith doesn't even know what he wants to do right contrary to popular belief we are not as super close as like his family to Jake Smith so I'm not sure um that is definitely a possibility yeah but I don't know man I I mean he's gonna talk to Kenny I think I think Kenny's gonna gonna be able to lead him in the right direction yeah I mean yeah we know Kenny might tell him to go yeah absolutely that's what I was gonna say we know Kenny will tell these players uh to to take the best opportunity for themselves mm-hmm. moving forward, even if that does hurt ASU. Kenny's a person. He's not a coach. In, in the smallest, smallest way, well, guys. I don't know if Kenny's a person. He might be AI. I he might be AI. I still don't know. He's still learning. Yeah. 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 Guys, if you do make that trip up to Camp T, why don't you go ahead and stop at Circle K before you make the trip up? They've got locations just about everywhere. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. They, they do have locations everywhere, guys. And they've got some great deals on snacks. Right now, buy Powerade at four for five bucks and be entered, and you guys could be one of 10 finalists entered to win a 2023 Ford Big Bend 
Bronco SUV. They've also got some deals on Monster Energy drinks. Buy two, get one free of those. And then maybe if you're on your way back, you sweat a little bit over at Camp T and you're looking forward to drinking at home, maybe grab some Beatbox Hard Teas. Buy two, get one free as well. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff that they've got over at Circle K right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Guys, Circle K, go get in it. Yeah, get, and get it in your car. Get it in your car. Uh, and get four peaks in your tummy. Uh, I don't I, I don't think you can see the four peaks from from Camp T, but you can definitely see the four peaks on your way to Camp T. You, you got go. a great view of it. I think you actually drive by the entrance of four peaks. Um, not the 8th Street pub. I'm talking about the actual peaks. But you know what's better than the actual peaks? The beer. Or drinking a beer is. on top of the peaks. <sighs> Guys, four peaks is the best beer in the valley. Uh, best beer in Camp T. Best beer on the planet. Best beer around. Best beer of the millennia. Check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. They got tasty chicken tendies. They got great soup. They got great beer and great vibes over at their 8th Street Pub. So check that out. Also, as I always say, if you're traveling, check out their location in Sky Harbor. But you got to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks and please drink it responsibly. You do. You do. Uh, I want to get to Arizona State, former Arizona State defensive coordinator Phil Bennett. Because uh, he he's a guy just being a dude, uh, saying things about the show, a, a previous employer. For that type of knowledge. <laughs> he's just, just a, a guy. Just a guy being a he's dude. just a guy being a dude. That's one of my favorite things to say. Uh, so if you're not familiar, Phil Bennett was the defensive coordinator for the last year uh, under Todd Graham. The I want to say it was the first year that Chase Lucas and Akil Harry were there, um, and it was interesting to say the least before i get into my experiences with phil bennett and that defense in general phil bennett had some interesting things to say on a podcast uh so this is what phil bennett had to say well you know when i think of arizona state i think i've told you this it's an unbelievable place their fans are awesome uh the setup's awesome uh not so much with the administration and, and i i don't think that they they really understand what what was happening uh, it was obvious by by Ray's comment about Morgantown that that they weren't that jacked up about it, but really they left themselves no option. So uh, I, I wasn't surprised. You know, Dr. Crow's been there twenty plus years. Uh, they were they've never been uh, assertive enough to be the great program that they could be. Crow is a really good president. He's done a lot of good things. Ray's not qualified to be an uh, athletic director. Ray has no college background other than playing at Stanford, uh, baseball and football, uh, been in the NFL, was a player's agent. You know, he's the guy that said that he hired Herm Edwards. I was there, uh, could have stayed. Uh, he wanted it to be set up. I don't know if you guys remember this, mm-hmm. like the model of an NFL team, general manager, player, per, you know, and look where it got them. They haven't even got uh, their probation yet, which is going to be going to be an issue uh, because they really didn't have a clue. And Dr. Crow allowed that. And, and uh, you know, even kept him after. So, you know, the, it's sort of the way. And also, you can say the same thing about the Pac-12. When I was there, I didn't think they were very assertive at all, like, like uh, the Big 12, the – the, the SEC, the Big Ten, of selling their product. Uh, I just feel like it's been uh, 
very underachieving in a lot of ways. Very underachieving in a lot of ways. Before I react to that, I just want to tell you about Phil Bennett's defense from that one year while we're talking about things that underachieved. Uh, he gave up the fourth most points well, in the Pac-12. Well, okay, no, 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 no. I am. I'm just, again, to let you know just what that defense was before we even get into his comments. Because he was the D.C. here for a year talking about underachieving, and he's speaking like he was the defensive coordinator here for 15 or 20 years that has the ability in knowledge of the situation to, to go out and spill the beans uh, of Michael Crow and Ray Anderson. So the fourth most points in the pack, 31.3. The fifth most rush yards a game in the pack. Second most pass yards in the pack. 31 points to New Mexico State. 30 points to SDSU. 52 to our friends over in Texas Tech. 35 to Oregon. 34 to Stanford. 48 to SC. 44 to UCLA, yeah, and 52 to NC State. They were bad. And guess who was the defensive coordinator? Yeah. Phil Bennett was the defensive what's coordinator. what's the point in that? To let you know that his defense was shit, regardless of the program, regardless of the, the, the way the administration handled the situation okay. with Herm Edwards okay. and Todd Graham at the end. Okay. So you, are you defending Ray Anderson right now? I'm defending the program. Hmm. That's fair. Okay. Um... Okay. Bill Bennett's defense was god-awful, and everybody that watched football as it relates to Arizona State during that time period can tell you uh, because it, it wasn't good. The defense yeah. was shit, and I'm not sitting here. I don't want to sit here and, and say that Michael Crow and Ray Anderson have everything down to a T because what did we see over the last two weeks? I think we learned that they don't necessarily have everything down to a T, and the Pac-12 is too. They weren't assertive in terms of getting their media rights deal. They weren't assertive in terms of making sure that the conference stayed together in the terms hire of that expansion. he was talking about was bad. The, I, everything he said wasn't wrong, though. Like, that's why I don't really understand, like, why you're white knighting for the, the organization or for, for the program. I don't, I don't think to say that Arizona State hasn't been assertive, at least in the last five years, is a fair assessment of Arizona State. I, I don't think so. Because I think if you look at what they've done recently – Ray Anderson last week with Mountain America Stadium. I know fans don't love that, but the program and the athletic department needed money. So what did he do? He went out and got 50 plus million for the athletic program. Fans were calling for either Sean Aguano or Kenny Dillingham to be the head coach at Arizona State, right? So what did he do? He managed to keep Kenny Dillingham or get Kenny Dillingham from Oregon, somebody that certainly could have had offers anywhere else in the nation. And he managed to retain Sean Aguano. Now, part of that is obviously Kenny working that in as well. But to sit here and say that they haven't been assertive, I think it's just I disagree with it. I get the reasoning, especially with the Herm hire. It makes everything look really, really shitty and really, really bad. But I don't necessarily well, think that's... Yeah, that's, I also think he was speaking on prior to the hire. They hadn't been assertive at all. And then they finally were when they got this. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't agree know. with it. It's... And his defense was his defense was shit, man. His defense was shit. I remember covering that team, and I remember specifically. I will I will never forget the very first time that I ever saw Phil Bennett coach because I remember walking into then Sun Devil Stadium, walking along the perimeter of the the sideline when they were having this practice, and I remember they were doing DB drills, and Phil Bennett was Phil Bennett. If you've never seen him, he is a very he's not a players coach, if you will. So he is very. Uh, militarized i guess so the way that he was yelling at chase lucas was just absolutely you 
ridiculous. hate coaches that yell at no, players. No, I don't hate. Yes, you I do. do not. I do not. You, I have no issues. I have no. I, you're gonna bring up Mick Cronin, yeah. and I, yeah, I don't like Mick Cronin either because I think he's a dick. But there are ways to coach, yeah. and I think there are times that players do need to be put in their place. Right? The situation with Juju Mitchell that happened, and Kenny Dillingham kicked him off the team. Right? That is a coach that is a player's coach, but there was a moment in time where he needed to be more than a, a player's coach, and he did that. Phil Bennett didn't do that, at least in my eyes. Phil Bennett was somebody that barked at players mm-hmm. for the purpose of... And not literally. Of, <laughs> of that's the way that he was a coach. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't like that coaching style, but that's just me. Yeah. No, yeah, that's fair. I, I'm just giving you shit. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, there are definitely ways to to get the best response out of a player or even just a person. Um, and, and I think some people don't know that line to walk in. Yes. I, I do believe in, in putting, breaking somebody down to build them up, but not all the time. Um, and that's a lot of what he did here. You know, what would be so awesome to watch? Hmm. What would be Glenn Thomas against Phil Bennett offense and defense? That would be, that would be awful. That would be, who do you think wins? Well, do you, do you get the players from their era, or is it just them coaching? If you get the players from their era, Phil Bennett's, oh, I don't know, Phil Bennett's defense. Ah, they had some good linebackers, though. They had some really good linebackers. Their secondary was was awful. It was so shitty. It was. I think that was the time where they were coming off the, the a period of time where that secondary was the third worst in the entire I FBS. I think the offense wins. Oh, God. And Glenn's offense was Glenn Tom- shit to Glenn watch. Glenn Thomas is just going to run. Glenn's offense made me want to rip my eyeballs out of my head. Glenn Thomas is going to run pro-style run schemes. <laughs> Glenn, I would win. Yeah. Glenn, anybody that would have to watch that shit show would lose. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Um, Glenn, it's airing Dirty Laundry from Bennett. Yeah, we all knew this, but it didn't need to be said. It's like if you don't got something nice to say, why say anything at all? It's not even necessarily that. It's more so the fact that let's – again, if, if this was a head coach that had a tenure here, then I get it. Yeah. But Phil was here for literally one season. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, but it also sounds like the podcast radio show that he was on, like, wanted to get that type of response from him. It's not like he went on, like, I, I, I don't know for for certain, but it doesn't sound like he went on and was like, hey, I can I, can I get a platform to stand on so I can scream obscenities at Arizona State? Like, no, I don't think that's what it was. I think just a lot of the situation. Will brings it up, though, though, that if the truth hurts, do you hold it back? But... To Dodger's point, if the truth hurts, but it's not your place to tell the truth and like speak the truth and tell people the truth because you don't have enough experience to tell the truth, then yeah, you should probably hold it back. Yeah. Jose in the chat, you're lucky you didn't join sports in the 90s. There was plenty of coaches in high school that were like that. We turned out just fine. Sure, we got yelled at, but it gave us discipline. Uh, again, I don't necessarily care of, about the the yelling from time to time, but I, there are, coaches are teachers, right? And any good coach will tell you they're a teacher, and I dare you to walk into a classroom and see how many times there is a teacher or a good one or a respected one that yells at their students from time to time. Um, so that's that's my two cents on Phil Bennett and, and his coaching style and what More he like had your, to say. That was your dollar. That was my whole dollar? Yeah, that was a whole dollar. That was a whole dollar. Well, I'm out of money, so it looks like I need to hop over to BetMGM yep. and win some more guys. And it's easy because they're literally giving you free money. Log into BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game from May 27th through September 7th. Be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone. And depending on the area of the strike zone you pick, you guys are going to get either a single, double, triple, home run, or pop out and receive the prize associated with that type of hit. It's played just once a day. Prizing does have to be used uh, on MLB and expires in a 24-hour period. 
Guys, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, do it right now because football season is upon us. And use that you bonus code tonight. PHNX. There's a few different offers. Don't throw your thousand dollar risk free bet on a preseason a game. preseason game. Don't. What? No, don't do that. Don't do that. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, Shane gave it away. Place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details. And now, listen to Big Pokey talk about the disclaimer. Pokey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMG com for terms and conditions u.s promotional offers not available in dc kansas nevada new york or ontario oh yeah tomorrow <laughs> we get to be or i get to be at camp t get breathing some nice pine tree filled air and having the sun beat down on my tender little eyes <laughs> thankfully i'm gonna be wearing my shady rays guys if you don't have shady rays yet and you're going up tomorrow or saturday Go ahead and put some on because you got tender little eyes too, and you got to cover them up. You know, they're polarized sunglasses, guys. You can shop the entire collection at their brand new location at the Kirlin Commons, which for most of you guys will probably be on the way to to Camp T. Yeah. Um, it's your full stop, one stop shop for all things Shady Rays, and exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off. That's 5-0% off, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated by five stars but rated five stars by over two hundred fifty thousand people guys that is going to do it for our thursday show we appreciate everybody hopping in in one final time uh yeah leave a like bobby hurley says to do so and he's not even asking nicely anymore he's pleading yeah he's pleading his case somebody please don't don't throw we him should, out don't throw should, him out we should get we should pull the leave a like up once every segment and each segment, he gets progressively more and more desperate for a like. Like first oh, yeah. he's like, leave a like. And then he's like, leave a like. And the last one he's like, please. Leave Let a me out of here. Leave a like. That was really good. Thanks. Guys, give us a follow at PHNX. Under oh. Okay, you scared me. You scared me for a second. I'm so used to you yelling help. Give us a follow at PHNX underscore sign up. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Toadtree. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef. Begging for help as always. And we will see you guys Friday at 2 p.m. for a Friday fun day. But for now, peace.